Today is Wednesday, October the 7th, 2020. This is Ben Payton, and welcome to our release of the Joy of Discovery. Earlier in the week, I was in West Virginia speaking at a funeral, and a gentleman came up to me who I did not know. I'm sorry I didn't ask his name, as a matter of fact. But he told me that years ago, he heard me speak a sermon series on the prayer of Jabez and said it was, um, you know, he bragged on it quite a bit. Of course, that pleased me a lot. And uh, I decided that I would go back and research through my files and see if I could find the audio recording of that, and I did. And it comes from 2006. That's been quite a while back. So that's what we're going to do on uh, today, and the three releases following will also be on the prayer of Jabez. So I hope you enjoy it today, and thank you for being with us on the Joy of Discovery. One final comment, if you like this uh, sermon series, you can communicate with us through our website, benpayton.com. Now, the prayer of Jabez. The Old Testament, 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verses 9 and 10. The Old Testament, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. If you've ever wanted a passage of Scripture that could revolutionize your life, this is certainly one of them. Sometimes we misinterpret, misunderstand passages of Scripture, and so when, when the blessing doesn't come the way we think it should, it's not any era of, this, of the Word of God, or it, it doesn't reflect upon God's ability or power to bring about what He's promised. Many times it's just the fact that we misunderstood. Are you there? First Chronicles, Old Testament, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. In the midst of all of these names, this lineage, there's a passage of Scripture here that sticks out. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Amen. There's nothing else in the scriptures to give us more information than what we have right here. We have in this passage of scripture the introduction of a, of a man named Jabez, who the scripture says is honorable, we know about his birth, and then we know that he prayed a prayer, and there were four parts to that prayer. He asked to be blessed. He asked for an expansion of his territory. He, uh, he asked that, uh, that God would, uh, God's hand would be with him, and he asked that he would keep him from evil, that he would not cause pain. And then the last part of this passage of Scripture is, God granted him what he requested. Man, that is a powerful passage of Scripture. We know that uh, 
names mean a lot in the Old Testament, don't we? We know that uh, Moses' name uh, meant drawn out. Moses was the one that God tapped on the shoulder to go down to uh, Egypt and to draw out or lead out the children of Israel from bondage. So names were very important. We know that David, King David's name meant beloved, and he was certainly loved and admired and appreciated by the people as he was the king. And then we, we know of others. We know about Abraham. Abraham name, Abraham's name means father of multitude. And we know that God promised that he would be the father of many nations. And in fact, as we follow, follow the, the timeline, we find that it came to be just as the Bible said. When my dear wife, Josanne Maria Garce Payton, was pregnant with our third child, we had trouble picking out the names. And I should say, she had trouble picking out the names. I already had it picked out. I thought, yeah, we went through the books and everything. And uh, my name means, Ben means son of thy right hand. I thought that would be a great name for our son. And then her daddy had a, had a great suggestion. His name was Joe. My dad's name was Harry. He said, why don't we name him Harry Joe? <laughs> Blair has gone to bed of a night crying because he didn't get that name. <laughs> Harry Joe! And of course, Josanne, her, her grandfather said, where do you get all these Hollywood names? Heather and Heidi and Blair. But names were important in the Old Testament time. So when we read here what Jabez's name meant, because I bore him in pain, it was kind of like a curse. People could see him come and say, hey, here comes pain. And he carried that stigma. He was marked with that wherever he went. Now the Bible says that he was more honorable than his brothers. Honorable means that he was highly respected. He was more honorable. It's the same word that we find in Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long upon the earth. So we find that there was something about Jabez in his character that he honored, even though he had been given this lot in life that he didn't feel like he deserved, he was honorable, he was respectful. Now, as we go on in this, we find that Jabez called on the God of Israel. He called out to him. What did he call out for him to? The scripture says, in fact, that he cried out to him. He cried out to him. And this is the same word uh, that we find in Exodus 2.23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. You see, this kind of a, a prayer that Jabez prayed was not one that said, Okay, Lord, you know. I want you to bless me, and I want you to bless me indeed. I want you to expand my territory. He cried out. He was like the children of Israel who had been in bondage. He said, I've been cursed with this name, and I need help, and it can only come from the God of Israel. So he cried out. 
What else do we know about this prayer? We know that it was personal. It was person to person. I heard uh, someone say that they asked someone to pray the prayer of Jabez. And they said, well, you know, I'll meditate on it. Well, meditate on it and praying it is not the same thing. Praying is communication with God. That's the way we talk to Him is through our prayers. He talks to us through His Word, person to person. God is not an it, but a person with personality. And so that's what this is, person to person. There's three areas of observations I want to review about this. And I'll tell you, if you had something to take some notes on, it, it might not be a bad idea. This is, this is powerful stuff. Let's, uh, let's do the preview here. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. So God granted his request. What does bless mean? Bless is the opposite of curse. He'd been cursed. He'd been given a name that he would carry with him the rest of his life. And he wanted it. He wanted to revert. He was not satisfied with his lot in life. He was not satisfied where he was. And he says, I can't do anything to change it. I've been given this name. I'm going to have to go to the God of Israel. And so we find that bless means to bestow favor or kindness. Bestow the kind of favor and kindness, Almighty God, that can only come from you. Joseph, you remember about Joseph? He was the youngest son. Man, everywhere he went, God blessed him. Now, here's the good point about Joseph. Not only did God bless him, but everybody that Joseph came in contact with was also blessed. I want to read for you from Genesis 39 and verses 3 and then verses, uh, the middle of verse 5. And his master saw, we're talking about Joseph, that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Not only did God bless Joseph, but wherever Joseph went, he was a blessing. It was just who he was. And I believe that's where God intends each one of us to be, to be blessed now see, don't think in the material sense, but to be blessed as only God can bless us and wherever we are, whomever we come in contact with, we are a blessing. Now he said, I want you to bless me and bless me indeed. And indeed carries the meaning of greatly or intensely. In the original language, this is a different verb stem. I'm going to give you an example here. The example is I might say, I broke it. And then I would say the same thing. I smashed it to smithereens. You would, you, would, you would feel the intensity. You would feel the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the ultimate desire. Bless me, God, and bless me indeed. I mean it with all of my heart. And that's what that means here. The description of the Jabez blessing. To bestow favor or kindness. The distinctives of it are this. You need to understand the blessing is not impersonal but personal. Look again at Jabez. He said, oh, verse 10, that you would bless me. This is personal. He didn't ask for anything general. 
He spoke directly to the subject. He said, I have been cursed. I've been downtrodden, but now I want to see my life turned around and I want you to bless me. It was very personal. Secondly, the blessing is not specific, but general. He was leaving the blessing up to God. I don't care how you bless me. I just want you to bless me. See, we've been given with this idea that God is this great big Santa Claus in the sky and we can just put in our order and, uh, and it'll be delivered to us. We try to control. We're control individuals. We're control fanatics. This is what we want, God. Jabez didn't do that. I just want you to bless me. I want you to bless me any way you want to, but I want to be blessed. Man, now anybody can pray that kind of prayer, can't you? The blessing is not directed by man, but by God. That's the third point. Fourthly, the blessing is not meager, but abundant. The Bible says we can, we can enter boldly into the throne of God through Jesus Christ. And yet sometimes we act like we're afraid. We're afraid to come to God and say, you know, we want to be blessed. Fifthly, the blessing is not a weak wish, but a fervent desire. We get the things that we fervently desire, don't we? And that's how people work on you. They create, that's what they do on commercials. They create this beautiful idea about this beautiful home or this beautiful car or this new hair color or this you know, this new product and they create this desire and you watch that and all of a sudden you think, oh man, I wouldn't look bad with a new facelift as long as they didn't do too much. You know, and I've often thought if they would just maybe do a facelift and pull it up here, I'd have more hair on top. Of course, my ears would be up here and that may not work too good, but, but we, get, we get caught up in that and then we get a desire for this because we want some kind of a change or something to happen. And the question is, do you and I want to be blessed by God? Do we have the kind of desire that we're willing to pray that prayer regardless of however you do it? I want you to bless me. So you got to answer that question. Do you want to be blessed? Or are you just happy abiding on your blessed assurance and moving along and letting your circumstances dictate every decision that you make? If we'd have done that, we'd never be where we are today. We'd still be down on Orange Avenue and we wouldn't be out here on this beautiful property with the beautiful opportunity we had. Because all we had was faith in God. Well, what else do you need? What else do you need? But faith and belief in God that He's going to bless you and bless you indeed. Now, some of the pitfalls of the Jabez prayer. Get this one. Misconception. I got three of them. Misconception number one. It always works. Just say the words. We think it's magic. That ain't so. Just say the words. We're talking about a prayer here. We're talking about communication here. We're talking about a one-on-one -on -one relationship here with Almighty God. This is not magic. That's a misconception. All I got to do is pray that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in tall cotton. This is relationship. Misconception number two, I can't pray Jabez. 
It's not right for me to pray because it would be selfish. Let's define the word selfish because I had a problem with this. And I had a problem with people saying that because it might sound arrogant or self-centered or self-focused or the word selfish. Do you know what it means? Do you know what the word selfish means? If I do something that hurts you. That's the definition of selfish. Definition, I do something for me that hurts you. Ah, this is maybe a, a flimsy illustration, but let's say that we have one peanut butter and jelly sandwich left. And my wife comes in from a hard day of laboring and counseling the pastor. And she says, if I don't eat something, I'm going to die. And I say, tough. I've been craving a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich all day long, and I'm going to eat it, whether you like it or not. I've done something that hurts her. I don't need it. Look at me. See, I'm showing, I'm wearing my wedding band. I told uh, Shannon over here, I said, my wedding band, this is a symbol of how our marriage has grown and matured over the years. <laughs> Selfish. If I do something for me that hurts you. That's called selfish. But God, let's imagine that God in heaven has all of these boxes of blessings. Let's imagine that. And I just pray and say, Lord, I want you to bless me. And so he sends down this whole box of blessings. It doesn't belong to you, it belongs to him. And then you pray, you say, God, I want you to bless me. And he sends down this whole box of blessings. You see, the kind of blessings that we're talking about is the kind of blessings that he gives in the heart. And when you are blessed in the heart and you have the feeling that God blesses you wherever you go, then you bless others. You, you, you give and that blessing just flows from you. That's where God wants you and me. These are some of the things I didn't see before. Whew. Getting blessed. Misconception number three. If I want to get rich, just pray Jabez. The prayer of Jabez is not prosperity gospel. This is not, I'd like a Cadillac, Lord. Well, I've been there and done that. I'd like a Hyundai, Lord. I'd like, you know, I'd like a bigger house. I would like a bigger job. That's not what this is all about. This is not about prosperity. As a matter of fact, let me read you a a quote from the guy who wrote the prayer of Jabez. This kind of radical trust in God's good intentions toward us has nothing in common with the popular gospel that you should ask God for a Cadillac, a six-figure income, or some other mystical sign that you have found a way to cash in on your connection with Him. You see, that's all focused on you. That's a misconception, whatever you want. This has the human element. The only thing, God is the one that chooses what the blessing's going to be. And I'm going to tell you, if we would just open up our eyes and our minds and just look around us, we could already see what God's blessed us with. Amen. There's some people in this, this auditorium, if they hadn't have been blessed, they wouldn't be drawing breath in here today. 
There are some people, if God hadn't blessed them, they couldn't even got out of bed to be in church here today. God has already blessed us. Every day that He gives us another day, we're blessed. And we live in the greatest land, the land of the free and the home of the brave. We live in America where we can do anything. He has blessed us and blessed us indeed already. Amen. He's blessed us with the gift of eternal life. He's blessed us with His Son. He's blessed us with the Holy Spirit that can come and take up residence in our lives and give us the kind of power that we can not only be blessed, but be a blessing to others. Principles of the Jabez blessing. Got a, three of these and I'm done. The Jabez blessings are ultimately from God. Don't ever forget that. James says, this is in the New Testament, listen to this. James says, do not be deceived. And he's talking to Christians. He says, my beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift comes from God. Well, my goodness, if it comes from God, isn't that the one we ought to be communicating with? Isn't that the one that we'd say, hey, man, just bless me any way you want to. I'm, this is not selfish. I'm not doing anything to hurt you or anybody else. I'm doing what God wants me to do. God wants me to come to Him. Oh, I think without a doubt there are a certain amount of blessings that come inherent with the relationship and with your salvation. But the kind of blessings I'm talking about are those people that want to have the kind of desire to, to go the extra mile. 1 Chronicles 29, 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. That's the kind of God we serve. And we minimize Him when we don't understand where He wants us to be in the relationships. Why do the Jabez blessings come to us? Why? Because God wants to give. That's in His very nature to give. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, that could be you and me, that He gave, He set the standard for it from the beginning. It's almost, I can hear God saying, hey man, I'm going to out give everybody. I'm going to give my son for you and me. We don't deserve that. What do we deserve? We deserve damnation and hell and crucifixion ourselves. But He bridged the gap through His Son. He paid the price. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But through Jesus, through Jesus, we've got a bridge. Amen. Man, this is great. In Exodus, if you're going to be blessed and the Lord's going to do the blessing, wouldn't you want to know what God is about. Wouldn't you want some kind of description of God? Moses was that way. And so Moses said, I'd like to know about you, God. Let me read you. This is Exodus 34, 6. 
And the Lord passed before him, talking about Moses, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. That's God telling you what he's all about. He's merciful. Don't you want somebody that has mercy and understanding? I mean, you've been, you've been, I remember when I took one of my children to court, I began to understand mercy and grace. I don't know what she'd done, but maybe Shannon can remind me. But Heidi had done something. We had to, we had to appear before the judge and he fussed at her as he, you know, did all of the kids. And I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. This is my kid. And she's a good kid, and I'm going to stand up for her. Wrong mistake with Judge Trumpeter. <laughs> I felt like I was going to jail when he got through with me. I'm sorry. Broke the law. Pay the price. We left that court. I think both of our five-day deodorant pads had run out. We were walking down the aisle and perspiring. And I said to her, I said, I understand what grace and mercy is about now. There is no grace. There is no mercy when it comes to the law. But read about God. Shall I read it again? The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious long-suffering. That means we just keep doing and making mistakes like the, the, the children of old, but he's long-suffering. He's always looking for us. He's like the prodigal father. You remember when the prodigal son left home? The prodigal father was looking for him, longing for him. And when he came back, he ran out to him and he didn't say, I told you to go down there and you mess around with all them old harlots and get down there in the pig pen. Jewish boy shouldn't be in the pig pen. He didn't say anything. He didn't upbraid. He didn't remind him of anything. He forgave him. He was merciful. He put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. He put a crown on his head and put him into the house and he had his inheritance. That's the kind of God we serve. Hallelujah. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. He's talking to David. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize to you because I haven't told you before, we're all living way below where God wants us to live. He wants to bless us. And He not only wants to bless us, but He wants to bless us indeed. The Jabez blessings, how do you get them? By asking, by communicating. Man, I got blessings in my heart, and my kids come to me. Do I turn them down? Dad, I'm a little low on cash. Don't worry, we'll take care of dinner for you. One of the grandbabies come up. Nana, who does this belong to? 
Could I take this home with me, Nana? You see, our children, we want to bless them. We want to be in a position to bless them. We want to be able to give to them. And that's God. He said, and if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Now, you need to ask, won't you turn to Matthew 7? And we'll begin at verse 7. Jesus is speaking, and he says, what? What did he say, Gary? Ask. Ask. This is in the imperative sense, meaning, I command you to ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. You want blessings from God? You need to ask for them. Now he gives an illustration. Let's read the illustration. What man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? If he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? If you then being evil, in other words, you not being God, you being a human being, know how to give good gifts to your children, this is an illustration, then how much more will your Father who is in heaven give things, good things, to those who ask Him? Quick review. Remember, when you ask for the blessings of God, you're asking Him to make the decision. This is not prosperity gospel, but this is getting you in a position where God will bless you. God, I want you to bless me and bless me indeed. Jabez was not pleased with the lot he had been dealt in life. And some of you have that same kind of attitude or feeling. You know, if I'd have been born on the better side of the tracks, if my name had been Moses, or if my name had been Abraham, but my name was Jabez. And so we make excuses. And you know who causes you to do that? Satan, the devil. Because he wants you to feel sorry for yourself. He wants you to wallow around in the pig pen like the prodigal son did. But Jabez had a desire to change the course of his destiny. God has a destiny for you and for me. And it begins with a blessing. Are you listening? And it begins with a blessing that only comes from Almighty God. I don't know about you, but I have holy goosebumps running up and down my spine. Question. Do you desire to be blessed? Do you? Do you desire God's blessing? Well, it's there for you. But you're going to have to believe God's Word, and you're going to have to re react to it or respond to it. And you can't just, over the newspaper in the mornings, yeah. 
while you're eating your eggs and bacon. Well, God, I want you to bless me and bless me indeed. Expand my territory. We're talking about crying out to God. Crying out to God. And I'm going to tell you, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember the old saints of God who cried out for the salvation of their loved ones, who moaned and groaned and cried out, oh God, whatever it takes. This is what we're talking about. Groaning and crying out to God, however you want to bless me. Because you see, once he blesses you, then you're going to bless others. And others are going to come into the kingdom. And this garbage that goes on in the church, all church communities, can be minimized if we're determined to let God bless us any way he wants to. I could go on another hour, but I don't think I will. How long have we been married not counting today? I was teaching Sunday school one time and I looked up and she was doing this. And you know what I did? I quit. I quit. I quit. All we talked about today was just God bless me indeed. You get the feeling you're going to be here for a while? I'm going to stay here till God blesses me. And I want you to go along for the ride. I want God to bless you. And I want God to bless our families. And I want God to bless our communities. And I'll tell you, God has brought me to the place where I need to be for us to move ahead. Where I love each and every one of you. But I answer to Him and the vision that He's given me. And we must move forward. Whew, I feel a song coming on but I won't sing it. <laughs> now listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to cry out to God every day that God will bless you. Deal with you first. Don't deal with your family. Don't deal with your co-workers, but deal with yourself. Get yourself in the lines for the blessing of God. Now, if you're not a Christian, that comes first. Yeah, you know, you, you need to take care of that relationship. And maybe you need to do that now. I was just going to turn you loose, but it seemed like God spoke to me and said, well, maybe, maybe not. There's some people that, that believe this, but they realize they need God. You got to get in the family of God. How do you do that? By repenting of your sins, confessing the death, burial, and resurrection, and being born anew into the family of God.
so much for joining us today for the joy of discovery now next wednesday on our release will be part two of the prayer of jabez be sure to be with us and if you'd like to communicate with us do that by going to our website ben payton p-e-y-t-o-n benpayton.com thank you so much once again for being with us this is ben payton saying keep it real